0: Welcome back to another episode of the What You Talking About podcast. You already know what it is. I am your host, Khalil Hines, and this is the talk show by the non-experts because there are no experts. I have a special guest here with us today, my man, Hiram Gonzalez. Say what's up, Hiram.
1: What's up, everybody? It's great to be back here once again.
0: Yes, yes, yes. And today we will be discussing on this great show that we have prepared for you guys, round of 16 reactions and a little bit of quarterfinals reactions as well from the World Cup. Uh, but also, a big segment of the show will be about NBA free agency season, um, how crazy it's been, the LeBron news, you know, the, the LeBron situation, um, and, and, uh, and some music as well, like we've been listening to, and some movies to come out and watch that are coming up. So, um, got a great show prepared. You guys go ahead and listen ASAP when you hear it, and, um, and yeah. So, first things first, I want to start off with is, uh, actually, I want to start off with the NBA free agency um, first, I want to start off by saying, like, LeBron, I've always respected LeBron's decision to be, like, independent. Like, no, for real. Like, because like, you know how there's all this whole thing about, oh, you have to stay with one team or, um, you know, do do this what's right for the city or, you know, this and that. You know what I'm saying? Like, that whole loyalty kind of thing. I don't even like saying the loyalty kind of thing because it's just sports <clears> and guys, are, if you get injured, dudes will cut you. So, I don't really think, you know, the whole loyalty thing is that big of a deal, but with LeBron, I've always respected the fact that, like, hey, like, he doesn't really care what the outside has to think. I I think he did, though, with the first decision. You could see how nervous he was, really, when he made the decision, like, in that little telecast that they had. But, like, now, it's just like, he's like, whatever, I don't care, like, I'm doing it for me. So, I respect that. Um, However, I'm deeply saddened and heartbroken um that he signed with the Los Angeles Lakers. <laughs> uh you know, it's my it's one of my least favorite teams. I hate this team so much. Um and I'm a LeBron fan and to see him you know, break my heart into like that and join uh and join the Lakers was just was heartbreaking for me. Hire my I don't know what to do. Like like all right, so I was at work when the the news dropped. So like basically <laughs> I was at finish line I was in the back. I was getting some sneakers, right? And um, one of my coworkers was like, "Hey, you got the 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 um and oh the signal in like the back of the finish line is not really all that good." So, one of my coworkers was like, "He came from the front." He's like, "Oh, I got this alert. LeBron. It says LeBron's to join the Lakers." And I'm just like, I'm "Like what?" So I check my phone, and then like a few seconds later, I get the alert, right? And I'm like on top of the ladder getting shoes, and I just go like, ugh. like I just like so defeated and like heartbroken, like, bro. I wanted to start crying, bro. Like in the middle of that, job, bro. Like I was, I was so hurt, bro. But, ah, man, I don't know. I don't know, man.
1: I think, I think what a lot of people fail to realize, just going back to what you said, is the NBA is a business, and like you said. If dudes get hurt, like, they will cut you. And I also respect, like, what LeBron's done in terms of his independency. And I, although I'm not a Lakers fan, although I don't like the Lakers, I'm a Celtics fan, I think this move is phenomenal just because you can see it bringing people together already in terms of fan engagement. When I got the news, I was chilling in my house with my cousins who care nothing about basketball. But that night, they seemed like... The biggest Lakers fans <laughs> of all time. And you know, w- whether they liked the Lakers before or not, I think it's awesome. I'm always a proponent towards, you know, people being involved with sports and with the NBA and LeBron, arguably one of the best players of all time coming to one of the best cities. It's just, it goes hand in hand and it's something that I'm super excited to see in terms of fan engagement, in terms of renewed rivalries with the Celtics. And in terms of seeing what he can do with such a young, uh, unproven team and unproven coach.
0: But that was one of the biggest questions I have for myself, too, because you go back to that point of young, unproven and unproven coach. Like, in terms of wanting to win a championship right away, this was probably one of the worst decisions, I think. Because Mm -hmm. just in terms of immediacy, the team is not winning a championship not this season maybe next season with some moves i mean obviously the aim is for next season with this lakers team because they're not they're not gonna be fine for a championship spot especially with the roster that they have now so i think next season is more of the aim for them but i think that you know and I, i feel like the move really was maybe for his kid maybe maybe his kid wanted to play high school ball out here i don't know um I don't even know what high school he would go to, cause they. Let, I would say you know you would go to Modern Day, but that's in Anaheim. I mean that's in in Santa Ana, and Orange County is way east of you know Brentwood and everything like that in Los Angeles. Like
1: weren't they saying uh, Sierra Canyon?
0: Sierra Canyon. Oh, okay, that would make more sense, cause that's up north near like that whole Greater Los Angeles yeah, kind of I, I
1: area. Think, yeah, there was a rumor that
0: he had been enrolled. Oh, for real? Yeah. Cause a, a he's couple. gonna be a ninth grader. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. That make well. That makes more sense.
1: Yeah, LeBron James Jr. is also building his own
0: super team at <laughs> Sierra Canyon, <laughs> <laughs> bro. It that's ridiculous, bro. Um, but I mean, I just, I, with the whole LeBron thing, bro. For me, um, it's good to see a, a like a, a one of the the star franchises of the league get a star again. You know what I'm saying? Um, unfortunately, it's just him, but. It's good to see them get a star again and, and get a face of the, of, of the franchise again. Um, and I'd like to see more teams get a face a face of the franchise around, you know, the league. You know what I'm saying? Like Boston got theirs with, um, with the Kyrie trade. Uh, but there's still, like, the big major cities that need a face. Like Chicago doesn't have a face anymore. New York. New York, yeah. The Knicks, the Knicks totally don't have it. They haven't had a face I, I Since feel, they traded for Carmelo in that, those first three seasons, he was there before they flamed out.
1: Yeah, I mean, we can expect only so much from Porzingis, but I feel oh, like... Oh, I guess
0: Porzingis is the face. Yeah,
1: he's he's doing good. He's just coming off that injury. Yeah. But um, 2019 is definitely a key year in the NBA. There's big time... Yeah,
0: 2019 offseason is...
1: Superstar free agents, so yeah. looking forward to that.
0: Yeah, 2019 offseason, I think, is going to change the face of the NBA for... These two, not really just 2019, but 2018 and 2019 off-seasons is going to, like, change the face of the NBA for, like, I think the next five seasons. Mm-hmm. Legit. Because of all the star power that's going to be free agents, all the movements from 2018, and then all the cap space and deals that are working out right now. Like, you know, I, I think I think that um, one of the things, and going to 2019 with Clay Thompson, one of the things that can... Transform the Warriors or kind of break the Warriors up is like they're selfish. Like, who's going to be selfish first? Mm -hmm. Because, you know, their whole thing is like unselfishness and playing (laughs) into this whole kind of like we're all a team kind of thing, you know, which is a team sport. You're supposed to be like that. But my thing is, who's going to be selfish first? You know, people are buying on Clay Thompson to be the selfish one first. I don't think so. But like, oh, well, Clay's going to leave and he's going to join the Lakers and blah, blah, blah. But that's not really I don't think it's in his DNA to be selfish. So
1: Yeah, I, I saw a tweet the other day that said Clay seems like he just goes plays basketball with his friends and, you know, never questions anything. And you know, I've met the guy, he's super chill, always just, you know, trying to do what's best for the team. I don't think I don't think he'll be the selfish one. If anything, it'll be Draymond. I definitely see that coming from him once his uh his contract expires. I see that happening.
0: I don't see it from Draymond. No. You don't see it from Draymond? I know he's an a hole, like. But the the thing is from from what Draymond is, his success is on other if everyone else around him, it feeds his success. Like he's not an individual player. Yeah, but he's arrogant. He's arrogant. He's like a Dennis Rodman who can like dribble and kind of like shoot and stuff. Uh-huh. Like he's not he's not really to me like a guy who can go to another team and be a star. Kind of like how like Clay Thompson. And stuff like that is or or you know, a Steph Curry or a KD, so while wow, and I think it's weird K D keeps signing these like two year contracts. Hey dude, just go sign the four year deal and like get it over with, man. We know you're not gonna leave.
1: <laughs> I, I feel like he might do that like for some reason in terms of flexibility with other players or just like short term like outcomes. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. I that mean That makes sense. There's no difference uh, two to four if you can sign again. And he has a really solid relationship with uh, the organization and with uh, the community. So um, I don't think that's something to worry about, honestly.
0: Um, for him, I don't see him going and joining any other team. Um, it just makes no sense. Mm-hmm. Why go join the Wizards or something like that when you're having all the fun and winning here? Because that was your main point. So you wouldn't want to, you don't want to downgrade in terms of having fun and winning. Like, that just makes no sense. Exactly. um, So, yeah, so I don't see him going anywhere. I don't see Steph. Steph is a lifer there. You know, Steph is going to be there until he's, what, 35, 36. You know, so I don't, I don't see nothing happen with that. Um, But, yeah, but, like, my main thing is who's going to be selfish first with them. I think that's what's going to break, break them up. But I don't see who's going to be selfish. I don't see it.
1: I mean, it, it might not even be that. It might just be like I feel like the dynasty's slowly coming to an end. Like, would you would you agree?
0: I have no I have no clue what you are getting that from though. Where are you getting that from?
1: Uh Steph Curry played the least amount of minutes uh this past season that he's ever played, uh the least amount of games. Um, oh, cuz all the injuries? Yeah, cuz the injuries they I just feel like, like
0: freak injuries though.
1: Yeah, but I just feel like they're slowing down. Like they're slowing down as a cohesive unit. Going to every single game in the season. I
0: think you're right about that, though, because like, in terms of them in the fourth quarters, like they just it was a weird kind of gray area with them. Like, will they be able to finish the game or will they hand the game over to another team? So,
1: and I I think it's more than just slowing down. It's teams catching up. By that I mean that you know teams are setting up their roster now in order to compete with the Golden State Warriors. You see that with Houston. You're seeing sparks of that with. Los Angeles, you see that with Boston, and I remember the 2015 season, they were blowing teams out every single game, and now the Warriors, like, it was their second uh, home season game this past season, they had lost to the Kings, they lost to multiple teams, and you're just seeing signs of them slowing down and teams catching up, because you can only go so far without, you know, teams realizing their formula, the way you play. The dynasty is not going to last forever. I give them max two more years. After two more seasons. Two okay. more seasons. If not, I feel like they might lose this next season. And you know to who. They're going to lose to Boston. They're young. They have a great coach. have superstar potential.
0: Deep bench.
1: Yeah. It's all there. As long as everybody st- stays healthy, the league is in for a cataclysmic shift.
0: I think, yeah, and, and then going off, harping off that uh Boston thing, I think that the uh, – the Le- LeBron move shifted, like, a power balance between the conferences. Like, the top- it was so top-heavy in the East, especially with LeBron there, and no one could seem to break through on LeBron. But I think it was actually a good thing for the Eastern Conference to rid themselves and wash themselves clean of LeBron because now you're able to have more parity at the top, and there's no, like, supreme superstar that's, like, able to devour all the players. Like, I know Boston, like, and I've said this before on here, Boston would have made it had Kyrie and had had even Kyrie been healthy uh-huh. I think Boston would have made it but now you go back to a healthy Gordon Hayward and um if they're able to keep Terry Rozier there as their backup point guard I think that's like perfect for them like market losing Marcus Smart okay but having getting keeping Terry Rozier a person who's like getting better every every season every season um and the person I have like really liked since he was at uh, at Louisville. Louisville yeah um I think that yeah Boston Boston for sure is the the leading favorite in the Eastern Conference, barring injury, Uh the Philadelphia hype. I don't. I mean, they're nice, but I don't really see all the Philadelphia hype okay, just dude. yet. Yeah, like, I, I,
1: don't, I. don't believe it. I feel like they have a lot of internal, like front desk problems they need to fix.
0: Way too much. Like the whole president issue with his wife and the burner account. Exactly. What?
1: That's that's un. That's unnecessary. It's unheard unrelated. of. It's too much distractions going on. It's it's something I've never been a fan of. You compare it to other franchises, the way they run their business. Yeah. You know, it's completely different. It's a lot
0: of talk. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of talk, you know, to trust the process and this and that. It's like a lot of talk.
1: Yeah, just going off trust the process, I just want to squeeze something in. I feel like that is such a dangerous thing to say because it gives Philadelphia a validation to lose. You know, like... You lose 10 games. Oh, trust the process. It's going to be okay. <laughs> and then, you know, you win. Like, I, I don't see that. I've never been a fan of that. I do feel like Philadelphia is growing. And, you know, if Joel Embiid stays healthy, if Ben Simmons and Markel Fultz, like, what's up with them all getting injured?
0: Markel Fultz has to be the strangest number one overall pick, kind of like, situation where he's not shooting anymore or he can't shoot anymore, like, ever in the history of, like, the NBA. Like I, I, it was just so weird to have this guy who had a nice jumper in college and everything, and like he gets this freak shoulder injury, or they're saying he has a shoulder injury, and then all of a sudden like he's shooting like like a guy who's like never shot a basketball before. Mm-hmm. Like It's crazy. But
1: Yeah, I, I'm also a fan of LeBron leaving the East just because I feel like it's establishing more competition mm-hmm. and identity with top teams and also a chance for lower teams to come up and you know to show like what they're made of and not get blown out or just not get bullied like i know atlanta had such a tough time playing against lebron always getting bullied
0: <laughs> yeah. i <can't> <laughs> seen those games that was funny um yeah seeing those because i was from miami to cleveland and it was just bad like just seeing them always get dumped yeah um an interesting thing came out from, uh, like, Dan Feldman. Who's a, he's an NBA writer. Um, and he tweeted the other day that, so basically, so for the last four years, all the active players from the last four all-NBA first teams are now playing in the Western Conference with the addition of uh, LeBron James to the Los Angeles Lakers, which is just pretty amazing to see, you know, um, see that this is, how, like, shifted the NBA has been towards one side. I mean, really, the, the best players are on the Western Conference. You could make an NBA All-Star team, both teams, just from the Western Conference. Mm-hmm. Like, there's guys that get left out all every season from the Western Conference, and it's just like, how that guy get left out? And then this guy make it from the East or something like that, mm-hmm. you know? So I, I, think it's, I think it's a pretty good balance shift. Um, I, had a, I had another thing, though. Oh, I, I felt like the Warriors are uh, like the biggest trolls for their uh signings. And who'd they sign again? Today? You said they signed uh,
1: they just signed Jonas yeah, repko
0: Yeah, Yeah, there you go. He's a solid, you know, bench player or something like that for them. Nice size. a signing. lot of
1: experience, yeah. And
0: he's a big man, so that's that was a solid signing for them. But like definitely their trolls like what this Demarcus Cousins signing like. I don't believe that he only got one contract off not a single contract offer. And he had to go get his own. For a one year five million dollar deal in the Bay where that could be a whole apartment. That's true.
1: <laughs> that's true, but that's tough. I mean, at a certain point, you have to start questioning that. Like, Were no teams offering something else?
0: I mean, did, I, mean like, I know he has an Achilles injury, and the people that know the best about his Achilles injury are the Pelicans. Mm-hmm. So do they know something we don't know and didn't say anything? But I, don't, I still don't believe that. I still feel like the Pelicans offered him a contract, and he just didn't want to get sucked in into a contract deal with the Pelicans. Because I guess he didn't feel like they were going to go anywhere.
1: Yeah, I mean, he brings a lot to the table too, in terms of establishing an identity with the team. He uh, he always gets texts, you know.
0: He's he fits right in with the Warriors. Then
1: yeah, with Draymond, it, sh- it should be fun. Draymond was the lead recruiter in a, that process. If you did not hear that, but um, this is ridiculous. Yeah, I uh, I still don't think the Warriors are going to win. I don't. Um, and <laughs> this I season you don't think they're going to I don't this think they're going to win this season and if he does come back 100% healthy in a middle of the season maybe a little January, before February, or yeah. after all-star weekend I think um, I just don't think they can be as cohesive with him you know you have all this talent but can it all work well together I feel like mm. there's going to be more more points sacrificed by somebody more minutes um, like, JaVale was super comfortable in his position, the way he was working. Well, that was him. They yeah. didn't
0: ask him to do anything outside of his comfort zone. Exactly. He's not a scorer. Mm-hmm. They didn't ask him to. He likes to dunk. That was what he was going to do. He sets screens, works off, playing off a little guy, gets to the basket. So, like, that was him. That yeah. was perfect for him. That's not DeMarcus Cousins, though. And I think JaVale fit that center role for them perfectly. But that's not DeMar- DeMarcus Cousins at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think... I think with him, though, their main thing is they'll be able to stretch the floor a little bit more. But yeah. even still, how—I how, mean, the court is only so wide. How long is the, how much do you need to stretch the floor? It's not like a soccer field. <laughs> like, bro, how much do you need to stretch the floor? Like, everyone can shoot on the court, bro. I think you guys are good. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's, I think it's kind of wild that the best he got was a five-year—a a, a one-year deal with $5 million. Five I think million. that's bull— I think that's bull, yo.
1: It's crazy. It's crazy to see like people switch sides. I mean
0: I know he switched up on him, didn't he?
1: Yeah, he was talking all this mess about Golden State, K D, Draymond. He's a clown fan. He just comes right back. He's one of the biggest. I mean, you know, like I in a way, like I'm a Golden State fan. I I love the organization. But I feel like we need to analyze that too. What what Golden State is doing is that they're creating this positive work environment that's allowing their players to definitely succeed off of each other, to benefit off of each other. And once other teams, other franchises learn to do something like that, learn to work well with each other, then they'll be able to make the moves, keep the players and just win more games off of that. Because like you said, everybody is super un- unselfish in Golden State and that's not that's not an act like you see them before the game after the game and even like you know pre-game shoot around like that's who they are and they do such a good job of scouting of picking players so it's definitely something interesting to see them pick up Boogie just because I don't think he fits that role but if Steve mm-hmm. Kerr and like the front office and the other coaches can work something out that'll definitely be something fun to watch for the latter half of the season
0: that's a really good take on that cause yeah I mean like the their main thing is everyone is not Selfish, so. mm-hmm. especially in a game of basketball, where it's so easy to be, you know, selfish, because you had a ball tethered to you ninety feet down the floor, and you could do whatever you want with the ball. So I mean, it's it's amazing to see just them have this kind of longevity and success with not being selfish, especially in a time where contracts are so big and other things like that. Um, but another thing, people, you know, are like, oh, he's taking a contract and this like that, or he's not gonna get as much money people don't realize how big these endorsement deals for the top players are. Like, they don't need the biggest contract in terms of an NBA deal. They don't need to reach their maximum, I should say, in terms of a contract. Like, the Chris Paul signing a max deal at 30, what, 33 or something like mm-hmm. that, and he hasn't been healthy for an off-season, a playoffs in the last four years. This was the dumbest move of the whole NBA offseason right here. Why sign Chris Paul... He's not even healthy at all, ever, ever, ever healthy in the playoffs. And you sign him to a max deal, they better win a championship. (laughs) I mean, I think what... And he better be MVP.
1: I mean, I don't know about that part, but I definitely feel like... Playoff MVP. Playoff MVP. I definitely feel like Chris Paul does a lot off the court that fans and experts don't see, which is why they're keeping him. I definitely feel like he's one of the leaders of Houston... And he provides cohesiveness. Locker room guy. Uh Uh-huh. He's definitely a locker room guy. And you see that. You see that. And you see that reflect um, on the court, off the court, and just what he provides. Um, I think towards the end of the season, having him, James Harden, and Clint Capella, they had only lost three games when they all started.
0: It was something crazy like that, yeah.
1: So, and they lost to some random teams. I know they lost to the Lakers. They lost to the Pelicans. But a Max Dill? At thirty three, did you see? Did you see how he was playing against the Warriors?
0: Yeah, and he blew out his hamstring doing it.
1: <laughs> but if he wouldn't have done that, you do you think Golden State would have won Game Seven if Chris Paul was playing?
0: No. Yeah, I do.
1: You think Golden State? Still I still would have think won? they would
0: have won because um, who's who's to say that? The coach is the one that's supposed to say stop shooting three pointers.
1: Yeah, Tony. Okay. Yeah, they shot like twenty seven. And, unco- and I still think they would have
0: got. I still think they would have got out coached, and I still think they would have lost. It would have been. Would they have shot twenty seven and missed? No. Eighteen straight and missed. Yeah. Twenty seven straight and missed. Nah. But that's, that's that was like all time debacle. But <laughs> I don't. I don't think they win with Chris Paul. I don't. And they was winning that game, which is crazy. Yeah. They was winning that game. They was taking it to the Warriors, and that's another good uh, point you made about the Warriors. People realize like they won the championship in four games, but they should have lost in that in that uh, Western Conference Final. They shouldn't even have been there. Yeah. You know, this is the second time they've kind of got out of dodge in the in the seven seven game series in the Western Conference Final with a team blowing it. First was KD and OKC blowing it. Uh huh. But um, but yeah, man, like. They're, they're one of the luckiest franchises in the, in the league for sure, bro.
1: I mean, we saw that last year, too. Kawhi was out, right? Yep,
0: Kawhi. That one season where they went uh, four straight playoffs. The first, the first championship. Where 2015. They went four straight series without playing against a team's top point guard. Exactly. Which is crazy. They played the Clippers, Spurs. Um, I forgot the other team they played. And then played Cleveland without Kyrie. They're one of the this is one of the luckiest teams of all time, bro. Like out of any other sport, bro. Uh,
1: I don't know. I mean, I definitely this feel like cool. they have had some luck, but I definitely feel like they've established their legitimacy. I don't think anybody's anybody's nobody's doubting them right now. I don't know. Do you think somebody's doubting them? Right you right? down them. Well, with Boston, I said that <laughs> now I'm doubting them now, but we always have to remember that they're NBA champions. A lot of people count them out but they're NBA champions right yeah. now. Back-to-back champions. They have arguably one of the best shooters in history. They have KD it, it's it's ridiculous. And I don't, I t-
0: I t- oh go ahead.
1: I just I was just going to say I don't feel like any team should go into Oracle with one of the best crowds thinking this is going to be an easy match. Oh
0: nah. I mean, they're going to get everybody's best shot. Which is one of the best which is one of the fun things about watching their games is cuz they get everyone's best shot. Um, I was going to ask you, do you think that they win the championship this season or beat them in four games this season? Because I do think this was a better Cleveland team than last year's team, Um, even though they did win a game. I think this is a better team, but do you think, minus the fact that they don't have Kyrie Irving, do you think if they have Kyrie Irving, they win game one and possibly uh, what was the other game that they exploded in game three?
1: Definitely game one. Definitely
0: game, game I think bro I think it's a really good series That they have Kyrie Irving
1: I was there Courtside Seeing it all go down JR George Hill Like I don't know Like what they were doing. But And then JR is a clown And then That call Right That offensive charge
0: of, That was a That was a block They overturned it That was a block Bro you can't And I'm, I'm the biggest LeBron fan but you can't turn into a dude and then turn your shoulder into him, not even be set, and then try to get a a, a charge on. Them. Nah, that was a block. They were right for that.
1: Oh, so you think they
0: were right? That was a good call.
1: I feel like that was Cleveland's game to win. I feel like oh yeah, that lost. that would have changed the series, and definitely if they had Kyrie Irving, they couldn't finish. I disagree with you. I don't think this past uh, Cavs team was better than last year's. Oh, <laughs> why not? No, but who do they have? They don't. They didn't have anybody. Kyle Korver, who always shoots threes, wasn't shooting threes, wasn't getting any playing time. Jordan Clarkson, you're my guy, but he oh, was not trash. doing anything. He would
0: not have played if they had Kyrie though.
1: No, he wouldn't have played. But who I else? I'm
0: saying if they had Kyrie, then.
1: Tristan Thompson was coming off all that drama. He was playing good with in the Boston series, but nothing too convincing uh Larry Nance was mediocre um so
0: they had, they had to ask these guys to do two, out of their they had to get these guys out of their comfort zone uh-huh i think I think the main thing with with sports is putting people in their their comfort zone like and I know this isn't the same sport, but this is like in football like you got a cornerback. Who's plays man coverage and then you're gonna go put him in, put him in zone coverage. That's out of his comfort zone. Like put him in man. Like you gotta get guys in their comfort zone. And I think that's one of the best, the most under um, underrated things in sports is people have their own comfort zones and when you take them out of that, it, it kind of like messes them up a, little, a bit. You know,
1: the worst place to be is your comfort zone, especially if you want to be a champion. The worst I feel like be. you got to
0: go through adversity and out of your comfort zone, but the, it's up to the coach to put you in your comfort zone. You know what I'm saying? Man. Larry Nance should not have been <laughs> called on to put 10 buckets, to put 5 buckets plus 3 free throws uh-huh. in the hoop. That's not his comfort zone. His comfort zone is to play defense and dunk the ball like JaVale McGee. They're a little different, but obviously it's the same kind of tutelage. I feel like if they were built well-built well to have another scorer off of Kevin Love and LeBron James, someone else who could score, and get JR all the way out of there, Yeah, it's garbage, and I've been saying they needed to cut him, and they kept him. It's garbage. Get him out of there. I think that it would have been a better series. Do they win? Probably not. But better series, yet. yeah. Because they could defend them. They could defend. They were doing a pretty solid job of defending – uh, until you know Steph Curry caught five. That that's one of the most underrated uh, yep. performances in a game one because they're not winning without his performance.
1: Exactly, they was
0: losing that game. So I mean, what Kyrie do? You know, I think they do better. But you know, it's 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 weird. It's it's in hindsight, you know. So, um. Oh, let's see what's gonna go with. What should we talk about next? I'm gonna harp on this Lakers thing one more time. So I've, my my th- main problem is going back. This is the last time we we'll talk about this Lakers thing. My main problem with like LeBron going to the Lakers is that number one, they're the most arrogant fans. Them and Cowboys fans are the most arrogant <laughs> fans in the world, and they like to rub everything in. And then number two, uh, which I have no problem because I'll battle with people, but it's just annoying because um, I'll argue with you all day about it, but their arrogance and the the fact that they get to brag now about getting LeBron. You know, they're like, Oh, LeBron came to us. LeBron came to us. Blah, 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 blah. LeBron came to us. Like, bro, you guys haven't gotten a solid free agency signing since Shaquille O'Neal.
1: I think that's something we have to live with people being arrogant and just in life. But what I'm super excited is to see them lose, bro. Like, let, oh, God, I am. Bro, let, let, them, let them talk. Like, they think they're going to win a championship. Like, I promise you, they're not winning a championship this <laughs> year.
0: Like, that's cool. I don't want to see them win at all. And LeBron's my guy, but I don't want to see him win anything in Los Angeles. It's not I'll, pick Los, I'll pick Los Angeles, the Los Angeles Lakers' um, pain over LeBron's happiness wow. right now with him on the team right now. Because that means I have to hear them brag about them winning with my favorite player. I can't do it.
1: I think it brings more happiness to me knowing they got the world's best player and are still going to lose. Will they make it to the playoffs? Yeah, yes. That's awesome. That's good for them. But at a certain point, you have to realize like you're delusional. Like that, It's not happening. Not with the Warriors. <laughs> not with the Rockets. Um, what else was I going to say? I mean, it's definitely a work in progress. And I think LeBron coming to Lakers, like I already said, something I'm happy with because of the renewed rivalry with the Celtics but more than that it's showing another side of LeBron that he can come to this historic franchise and he's basically given the keys and they're telling him well they're not really telling him it's him and magic but the way I see it playing out is is if he ever wins a championship bro people are going to see him as honestly one of the best if not already because he came to this losing team who who hasn't been to the playoffs in nearly a decade Um, and him build something really out of nothing, him be a pioneer for this Lakers team which has so much history embedded and it's something that he's going to take most of the credit for and see it play out and it's, it's not only that, it's a call to other players that LA is good again, you know Stephen A. Smith said it, he said NBA basketball is so much more better when the Lakers are relevant. And we all have to agree on that because LA is such a big team, it has such a big fan base. Brand. Mm-hmm. And LeBron bringing his brand to this brand and possibly winning a championship next year or for the years to come, it'll it'll truly establish his legitimacy as not just one of the best players but one of the smartest individuals, the way he runs the system,
0: all of that. Like, so what do you think he hopes to gain?
1: What do I think he hopes to gain? I think he hopes to gain another side of legitimacy that makes people realize he came from Cleveland to Los Angeles, built something honestly out of nothing. There's nothing in LA before LeBron. Mm. Uh, For the just, last
0: eight to nine years
1: now. Yeah, I I don't I think what he wants to do is show people that he's truly a winner in all facets, in all aspects. And if he ever does accomplish this championship, because I, he didn't come it's here, a big he didn't come here to ring chase. You know, he could have went to Houston, oh, no, he
0: did not. San
1: Antonio, maybe Philly. Um, but it's def, I think for him, it's more about family. It's more about how he continues to add to his legacy. Mm. Coming to LA is probably the best move in those terms. Hmm. Interesting.
0: Hmm. Hold on a second. Sorry about that. we got interrupted um looks like we offer the basketball uh topics right now, so uh we're just going to talk about this world cup. It's been pretty wild right now. We actually have a wild game going on as we speak it's a uh, one to one croatia right now in um in the first half I'm really surprised by Russia right now, just how successful they've been through the tournament and you know what they've been able to do so far so I'm, I'm, I'm happy for them though. You know, the host country should always be able to go out and, like, be in the second round. But they about to make it, you know... Semis. Semis, yeah. Well, if they, you know, keep doing well, they got to be Croatia. But, yeah, semis. Who'd have thought, you know?
1: I feel like Croatia is mentally out of this game right now from uh, the little I've read on Twitter in these past two minutes. But um, it's good for Russia. I mean, I just don't feel like they have such a strong fan base. And I feel like... This is just me, but I feel like this World Cup isn't as exciting as... Really? Yeah, I do feel that way. As, like,
0: 2014? Because that was crazy.
1: 2014, 2010. 2010 was my favorite. South Africa.
0: Yeah, that was, like, in, like, middle school. That was, like, the first one I had watched. And I was just like... The South Africa one was exciting. Yeah. Uruguay
1: with Diego Forlan. I don't know if you remember that.
0: I don't remember that, but... It was Just watching and stuff. It was crazy.
1: But, yeah. um, I hope Russia wins. I mean... You know, I like Croatia, I like Modric, I like Rakitic, Mandzukic. They're all, you know, really solid yeah. players. But Real. if Russia can pull this off, it's definitely g- good for the nation, good for the people. So, we'll see. Yeah,
0: hopefully hopefully, um, hopefully they, can, they can, you know, keep up the good work and everything that they're doing. Because like, it, it's fun to see the host country.
1: I feel like if Russia can win this game, they can beat England.
0: You think Russia could beat England?
1: And I don't feel like that's a hot
0: take. I feel like
1: England has its weaknesses. It's a really good team, though. They just
0: stumped on Sweden today, though. Yeah, they
1: did, and it was it was a really good game. I watched it start to finish. But I feel like Russia can go through. You know, they they've beat good teams, and they have the momentum. Mm-hmm. Imagine seeing them in the final against
0: France. <laughs> France. I think they'll get ran by France, man. I mean, One thing though. This 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 season's this bracket in terms of the grouping and how the brackets turned out sucked. Cause all the good teams were on one side. All, all the not even the good teams because obviously it didn't turn out to be a really good team. <laughs> but the the big countries you know like Belgium versus Brazil shouldn't have been.
1: That should be a final. That should
0: have been a semifinal or a final, bro. That should not have been a round of eight, bro. That was that was it was a good game, but that was like dog. That should have been the final, bro, mm-hmm. semi-final type of game. Um, so uh, on the Belgium, um, obviously, you know, they escaped that 0-2 deficit mm-hmm. against Japan with their crazy counterattack that they showed off, you know, yesterday in the Brazil game. Um, how do you feel about Belgium moving forward, especially against... Uh, well, let's talk about the Brazil game first. What are, you, what are your takes from the Brazil game? Uh,
1: for the Brazil game, I feel like it was exactly like the uh Japan game. They they play every game like they're up 1-0, 2-0. And we can easily analyze that if we go back to the Japan game, they were down 2-0, 20 minutes left, and they have a championship mentality, and that's why I feel like they have such a good chance of winning is because they have the championship mentality. They were down by two goals, and they were still able to come back three goals in less it's than It's like no minutes. panic. No panic because they're all super cool, calm, collected. Yeah. And they have and I was saying this since before the tournament. The talent is there. Every single player on the starting
0: eleven comes from a big club. Big club. Premier League type club kind of thing. Like all it's of it's that. crazy.
1: So and you know, they had that they had that depth uh in twenty fourteen but they weren't able More to turn um, out. Mhm. No no chemistry, I didn't see it. But um Definitely watch out for Belgium. They play c- calm, composed, and that's something that, you know, goes a long way with their mentality. They have a championship mentality. Um, you know, they weren't scared of Brazil. They did their homework. You know, they did their counterattacks. So.
0: It, was, it was interesting to see how they played in that game because it looked like they were running kind of like a false nine a bit. But, like, they had the, you know, your two wings were uh-huh. playing pretty much cherry picked the whole freaking back line the whole time and it was just i tried to play with it on a fifa that yesterday i got mobbed (laughs) (laughs) trying to play like that um but it was it was interesting to see you know and i always like harped on like their forwards and their passing with their forwards because i had i watched the costa rica um friendly that they played right before the the world cup right before the group stages and what what stood out to me was their passing between their forwards. Their forwards are, you know, extremely good passers. Um, you know, with Hazard and Lukaku, though.
1: I don't you know, like him.
0: He's a finisher, but his, he's a good... You don't like Lukaku? I don't like Lukaku.
1: I don't like Why? Lukaku.
0: He's the freaking receiver out there. Like NFL receiver. That's true, out. but I feel like it's he's
1: clumsy. I feel like he has a hard time making runs. What? Yes. Yesterday, uh, take a look back. If I'm not wrong, it's the 86th minute. He's minute. making a solo run, tapping the ball, and then he taps the ball too far. What happens? Out of bounds. Nobody's pressuring him. It's
0: Oh, I know what you're it's saying. Su- yeah. That's super
1: freaking unprofessional. That happened to Neymar too, though. That did happen. And that <laughs> wasn't,
0: that was like, they wasn't in the 6th. Six- near the six-yard box on that. Yeah,
1: it happened to Neymar, too, but he had a a defender on him, and he was getting closer to uh, the goalie, so there was uh, more room for him to mess up. As for Lukaku, I saw that. It got me so frustrated because (laughs) he's fast. He's big. Same going for Gareth Bale. He's fast. He's big, but he gets outbodied sometimes, mostly Gareth Bale, but Lukaku can't... I don't see
0: Lukaku getting outbodied, bro. Yeah,
1: no, Lukaku doesn't get outbodied, but Sometimes he's his greatest defender. I just feel like he plays like a Manchester United player, and I'm sorry to Manchester United fans, <laughs> but they have nothing going for themselves. I think they do just enough to get
0: by. They do. They should have won league this season. And
1: with they should have the won. Talent.
0: They should have won. Cause I was expecting like dudes like when when I when I saw those signings and their hype and everything. I was like, dude, this team is this team's gonna mop. Premier League this yeah. year. Like, Chelsea's in trouble. And then like Manchester City comes out and it's just like, nah, I'm United, we got this one, mm-hmm. you know. So I I like Lukaku. I think he's great for headers and I think he's a good uh player for set pieces and stuff like that. Um and you see how you know, how much that comes into play. Um I think that uh, Belgium I think they took it personal when like Brazil was like the favorite and stuff, but mm-hmm. like Belgium was the ones that were, you know, Playing really well. I know the Japan game was like kind of like their down game, in a sense, if you will. But yeah, um, they scored three goals in like thirty minutes, twenty minutes, something. Twenty like that. minutes, <laughs> bro. That's that's dangerous.
1: We should we should analyze the first goal though. The header, did you know what I'm talking about?
0: In the Japanese game? Yeah. Yeah, that was that was crazy. Good. It was crazy. But did, good. But did you
1: see how the defender who scored was so calm about shooting that in? It was such a precise goal. It was planned out. You can't. Yeah, and like you didn't
0: see that with Brazil Mm -mm. when like I I point this back to Coutinho got a great kind of like back heel side heel pass from Neymar. They were going down in the uh, penalty box and they were almost near the six yard box. He gets a nice little pass from Neymar and he just totally whiffs it off the side, like off his foot, just blazes it oh like, I know
1: what you're talking about I'm like about. talk you're a pro and you're still doing that just a touch
0: and <laughs> it's in the net like
1: yo and I, it happened like three times yeah I mean I, I don't feel bad for Brazil they were lacking creativity and I definitely feel like
0: when they put Douglas Costa in though thank that was you he was I know they didn't really they didn't win the game and I know Fulani was like a game changer but for Brazil and I know Augusto was the sub that scored, yeah. but the biggest game changer for Brazil was Douglas Costa. Always sub. like, oh god, thank sub. you.
1: That's what I'm saying, Douglas Costa should have been starting every game over Gabriel Jesus. I hate well, Gabriel. Well,
0: cuz William was playing the right
1: wing. Yeah, I know, but they shouldn't have taken out William either. He's he was the most creative player. He's,
0: I think the thing is with William though, he never cuz he's a right-footed player, uh-huh. he doesn't get the ball into the middle. Ever. He usually tries to outpace and then kind of cross through. I see that a lot with him.
1: I see that, but Douglas Costa, man. he Did you see those individual runs he was making? Yes, taking it taking was out amazing. the left backs. Oh, my God. And I was preaching for that the entire time of this tournament. Put Douglas Costa in. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. And you just see him change the game so fast. Where is he right now? Juventus. Juventus.
0: yeah.
1: <sighs> He's not doing good there either because they don't play his system.
0: Well, what do you. I just feel do like you think?
1: I I feel like he was more suited in Bayern
0: because he was able to get up the field more. Yeah,
1: Bayern, maybe Barcelona. You you would see him more uh, make his own uh, magic, do do all sorts of stuff. But yeah, he's he's restricted in Juventus, and it's it's such a shame that for Brazil him to didn't play for him
0: there. to be on the bench that much for Brazil. I think that's when they look back. They're gonna be like that was one of our biggest mistakes mm-hmm. was not putting him in the game more, and I think even for having him in there for just whomever and oh another thing I had saw with Brazil their biggest weakness was their lack of physicality I think oh and yeah size because mm-hmm. I mean there's you know there's shorter people you know especially you know having the that that South American like indigenous blood they're shorter people but like you could just tell like they were just out-physical by Belgium at a lot of times, especially in the box.
1: Yeah, I mean, Casimiro was out because, you know, he got that yeah. double yellow. I hate that rule, but... I hate that
0: role.
1: I hate that rule, too, but... Um, Casimiro is definitely yeah. an aggressive player. Um, Dani Alves wasn't even in the squad because of injuries. Mm-hmm. Danilo, another pretty aggressive player on, like, the right. Super aggressive, so... I know, but they they could have done it. Like, they had Fagner. As a defender, you know Fogg. I've never even heard of Fogg.
0: <laughs> it was always weird. I know David Luiz was like injured most of the whole season, exactly. And he was like a big defender for them, you know, four years ago and stuff. And even last year for Chelsea, he was really good. But I think I think it's like his fitness was really.
1: Felipe Luiz was just riding the bench.
0: Yeah, Felipe Luiz like, was riding the bench. He the came in for Marcelo. Uh huh. That that game, but
1: yeah, the, Brazil lacked creativity, aggressiveness. All they were
0: doing. Was playing they it on have, the side. Yeah, they didn't have a lot of runs either. No. Like what I saw with, with um Belgium a lot of times no it was Uruguay. Um and I said this like they should have this is how Argentina should have been playing. All the yeah. movement when they had the two strikers with Cavani and um, Suarez and Suarez. I know they didn't really have it yesterday when they played against France. Yeah, well, uh, Cavani was yeah, out. Yeah, Cavani was out. But they had so much more movement, and it just looked like they were... Brazil was kind of stagnant in the attacking third. Like, they would get the ball, they got it through, but I didn't see anybody making any, too many runs. Yeah. I saw them just really pressing the back line a lot. It was kind of strange. I think they got outmanaged a bit.
1: They could have tied the game. Easily could have tied the game. Oh, they
0: should have. They should have. Courtois is just a glitch. The dude's amazing. But they should have.
1: With Belgium. Not, I'm not a fan of him in Chelsea. Why? I he's just it's like De Gea, like he performs well in Manchester United, but when it comes to Spain, he doesn't perform well. And you see the opposite with Courtois, he does good in Belgium, but I'm just not fully convinced with him in uh, Chelsea. In
0: Chelsea, yeah. Do you think he needs a change of scenery?
1: Um, I feel like that would be good, him coming to Madrid. I know there's been a lot of rumors.
0: (laughs) You want everybody on Madrid. Madrid can't have everybody, Hiram. It it seems like they do, and they partly do. Everyone at least touches Madrid's, the Barnabas grass at least once in their career, it seems like. But they can't have everybody, bro.
1: I don't know. Like I'm saying, I'm just not fully convinced with Courtois and Chelsea. I feel like he's not even top three in Premier League.
0: No? Who's top three in Premier
1: League then? Um, De Gea. Okay. De Gea would definitely be on there. Uh, I like Yoris in Tottenham. Tottenham? Mm-hmm. He's underrated. And then. Um,
0: oh, Yoris is Brazil's
1: goalie. Triple. No, Yoris is. Uh, is a France France's goalie.
0: goalie. Certainly. And yeah, then, the save was ridiculous.
1: Yeah, that save was good. That's why I think. What's the better
0: save? Because I know the dude was saying, like, top save of the. Of the tournament, so what's the better save, Yoriza save off the header? Because I think that would have changed the game in the Uruguay versus France game. Or Courtois. Or the Courtois goal against a uh, save against uh, Neymar. Neymar, yeah. I think that one. You think the Courtois save?
1: I think that one because although I feel like if the header would have gone in uh, against Yoris, France would have still been able to come back. Um, but I can't say the same for uh, Belgium. I felt like Brazil was slowly gaining momentum, especially after that header. Mm. And then if... Oh, come on. If Neymar makes that goal, the stadium goes wild. (laughs) Neymar, bro, just put it into perspective. Neymar didn't do anything. He was on the ground for 14 minutes. Did you see that stat? For four games, he was on the ground for 14 minutes. Got three haircuts. Made two goals. Nothing. Nothing to show
0: for. He's... I think his thing... He's too much into the theatrics and I hate that. and um, being flashy and being kind of like untouchable where his game speaks for itself. Dude, just go play. But you're trying to get these fouls. Like when they're in the box, he could have got a yellow card for simulation for that. When he took his leg out there just so it could get clipped and he act yeah. like it was a foul, which is a good no call. I was wh- looking back at the replay. When you see it in live, you're like, dude, what's the foul at? Where's the foul? And there was a lot of missed calls in yesterday's game, Brazil Belgium game, um, but I think the referee did a good job of not, and he of not messing with the flops that Brazil was trying to go at. Yeah. You know, there was a lot of missed calls, but when it came down to penalty box here, like that one foul on Douglas Costa should have been a penalty kick. Where what's his name? Company took out his legs. Oh yes. That should have been a penalty. And Var even tried to. They did review and they didn't pass. Wait, it. was it Douglas Costa? It was I, Douglas. I thought it was Gabriel was it, Jesus. It was, oh, it was Jesus. You're right. It's yeah. the haircuts that's throwing me off. That yeah. should
1: that should have been a penalty.
0: That should have been.
1: But penalty. if but if you analyze that play more, and I know that there was contact, Gabriel Jesus because he begged him. He lost the ball. Yeah, he was him, crazy. Man. But then he, he got around him. But then he lost the ball. He did.
0: He did lose the ball, which is why it was like on the gray fence, which exactly. is why they was like, mm, yeah. not really. I see. So that. yeah. So I mean, it's it could go either way. Yeah. Should have been maybe it could go either way. It just depends who's referent. So I, I think they did a good job of no cause for the, like life altering, pl- like plays that yeah. they did. Mm-hmm. But I think with Neymar, it's like, dude, you're too good to be flopping around out here, bro. And the rest not having it. Like you better, you're gonna have to earn these calls like he did in the Swiss game. I know he's getting fouled like crazy. Like crazy. That was ridiculous in the Swiss game, but at the same time, bro, you need to you need to earn your calls, bro, because mm-hmm. this we can't have you flopping around like you did in 2014 and then now you're back in 2018 doing it again. Like, you're too good for that. Exactly. And you're too old for that, bro. It,
1: it, <laughs> it
0: ruins the game. It too. ruins the pace, too. Like, especially for a game like, like soccer, where a lot of time can be spent with just back and backwards and forwards, like, passing. Yeah. You know, when you get to that point in the game and you're, like, attacking and then you're flopping on the slightest bit of contact or no contact at all, it's like doing, like, Come on, man. You're you're souring the game right now. So, I thought it was a good game.
1: Yeah, it was a good game. I remember I was like, we're in for a treat. So,
0: what's the final? The atmosphere was like a final, but like, so what's the final?
1: France-England.
0: France-England? France-England. That's a pretty
1: good I mean, I could be completely wrong just because Belgium is doing so well. But France, I, I picked France since last year. And I'm sticking with that pick. Their uh,
0: pace is crazy. Their
1: pace is crazy. I feel, and I feel like they work very well together. More, They've
0: been bringing it together. I think putting Mbappe on the right wing has like made wonders for them. You Mbappe's know, Mbappe
1: is a killer, bro. He's too fast. He's
0: fast. He's
1: confident,
0: and he moves well without the ball.
1: Yes, that's that's definitely the key thing right there. Is how he moves. But definitely, if we're comparing Belgium to France, both amazing teams, play completely different. But I definitely feel like France um, gets along better. Yeah, and that's what's going to be the deciding factor there.
0: So you think Cro- so? do you think Croatia wins this game?
1: Uh, Croatia versus Russia right now?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. As we start the second half.
1: I think Croatia's going to pull it off.
0: I think Croatia wins. I think Croatia can beat England.
1: Oh, wow. Okay. I think
0: they can. So, my final is either going to be France versus Croatia or (laughs) France-England. I don't know who to pick just yet, though. I'm not going to give it a solid who's who just yet. I'll have to wait.
1: The reason I picked England over Croatia is because England has gotten better every game. They, uh... Different players are stepping up. Like, we thought it was going to be a Harry Kane affair when he scored his hat trick. Then he scored the goal. But... Now other players have been stepping up. Mm-hmm. Delhi Ali, John Stones has always been solid um, in his position, and then you got the young guys. I'm not a fan of Raheem Sterling at all.
0: I know. I it's it's a, he's an acquired taste with people.
1: Don't like. I feel like he's just like a duplicate Gabriel Jesus, like they're the exact same. It's bullshit. Bro. <laughs> they haven't convinced me of anything. Um, but England has been getting better every single game. And that's what's going to be the deciding factor over Croatia. Mm.
0: <sighs> Croatia's good, man. Croatia? I think the main thing with England is the letdown factor with them. Because they have such a big letdown factor. So I think if Russia beats Croatia, oh, it's England. I'm 100% with like England like making it to the final. Um, but, you know, like I said, the letdown factor. They're more athletic than uh, Croatia. Mm-hmm. And they should win, but it's this letdown factor with them. So I don't. I'm not. I'm not really sure yet. I don't so yeah, I'm. I'm excited though. Hopefully, I don't have no work none of these days or something like that. Yeah,
1: I mean, the we we always have uh, watch parties back at uh, my company. So
0: oh, like during the day? Yeah,
1: I mean, it's a it's a media company. Oh, know, okay. Yeah, we yeah. have to watch everything going on. So. Yeah, it's gonna be exciting. But so you just
0: been watching the games at work?
1: Yeah, watch two games. That's already half the
0: day. It's chill. Nice. <laughs> nice. And you're picking up a check. Nice. Yes, sir. That's that's pretty good right there. Yeah. Um. What do you think... Oh, I was going to say. Where do you think uh, Argentina goes from next after just after losing in the first round? Because they shouldn't have made out the group stage. <laughs> they they should have.
1: That's crazy. They won one. They lost one. They tied one and they still made it out and there's other teams like Mexico winning two games and, and still, they
0: still like barely. On, they needed a, a, a miracle Yeah, to get in
1: that's, that's always tough that's just the name of the game but I think from this point they need to they need to isolate themselves from Messi and I think it's going to be a mutual thing we already saw Messi retire two years ago
0: you think uh, he's gonna quit the national team?
1: Oh yeah, no doubt. We we we're gonna see that happen within the next couple weeks.
0: What? He gonna quit on his country like that? You think he can't handle the pressure? Bro,
1: he quit two years
0: ago. Oh, with the header, the, the with the with penalty the, kick, with thing. the
1: missed penalty. Yeah, you a player can only take so much failure. The only reason I don't say that about I think Ronaldo. That's whack. Ronaldo won the Euro Cup two years ago. Major victory. I don't
0: think it's in Ronaldo's blood. To, to do that though. I don't I think he just Yeah. I think he doesn't give he cares, but at a certain degree Ronaldo's like, I don't give a f about what the other people say, <laughs> like, bro, I'm playing my game, we lost, we lost, bro. But yeah. I, I know I did my stuff when I got the ball. Yeah. I didn't always get the ball but I got the ball, you know?
1: I feel like Argentina's going to switch it up and they have to. I mean they They got they,
0: too many good players to not be
1: they had two players on the bench who combined have scored over 600 goals, Higuain and Sergio Ramos, in their entire careers, and you're benching them. And then you got Dybala. That's
0: what my thing is, because I, lo- I love Dybala. I'm a big Dybala fan, and I'm like, bro, why'd you got you go? Dybala. Like, why don't you even have him on the team? That's that's so sad for me. It's like Divac- give him to another South American country. that play, <laughs> hey, give him to Mexico. I'm sure Mexico would be glad to have Dybala Divac- on the roster. Dang, dang.
1: I think they're gonna get rid of the coach. I think Messi's going to internationally retire. Did
0: you see what the coach's buyout is though? No. Isn't it some crazy like twenty million or something like that for the buyout? Like he's got a buyout and it's like a pretty mm. big buyout.
1: I don't know. I just feel like Argentina needs restructuring. They've never. <clears throat> last World Cup they did okay but they've never been convincing. Hmm. You know, uh, I don't know. I I was not surprised when Argentina um lost. Hmm. No surprise.
0: Yeah. And it was funny like I was I don't know I was talking to my manager at work cuz she's Argentina, and she was hurt. But she was saying like how they barely and they was talking about how they barely qualified for just the World Cup like they only qualified like the last yeah, two games. Yeah, I think Messi why scored we, a hat trick. Why game. did we expect Anything bigger from then in. they barely qualified
1: because of the big names, you know? I think so. and you know their history, but other than that they've never they've never worked well together this these past five years.:
0: Yeah, like why, why are we expecting them to do to be better when they haven't been better? Um, hmm. That's always been my main thing. Did you check out the Drake album? I did. What was your thoughts?
1: Um, it was long, but uh, 25 songs yeah.
0: Um, I always appreciate
1: uh new Drake material. I'm a big Drake fan.
0: Uh
1: sorry guys, Khalil's just getting he almost getting a little scored. Psyched. He almost
0: scored on the freaking uh, on a bicycle. That's why. Oh wow. That would have been goal of the, um eh. goal of at the, the the, the, the tournament, tournament right
1: there. I don't know. I'm still with Nacho's goal. I know that goal was crazy.
0: That screamer was just like yeah. But, um,
1: yeah, the Drake album, I really liked it. I mean, my top three songs, I would say. I'm not so much into bangers, more of like songs that speak to me. Uh huh. So I would pick uh, Emotionless at one, Sandra's Rose at two, and then.
0: I haven't even listened to enough to have a favorite song off of it. Oh, really? I like the song he did um, with Jay-Z because mm-hmm. I'm a big Jay fan. So I, I like that song. I liked the one. I forgot the title of it But he's like Doing all these Like he said What verse was that He talked about like He said the Rick Pitino line About Louisville Saying uh, I'll pay for the day Or like something Mm -hmm. like that Like Rick Pitino Or something like that I thought that was funny Uh I thought his punchlines In that song was funny But um I like the album I like the B side too I like the The singing part You know It wasn't too poppy You know He had a few of his Pop joints in there Like he's got to But I thought it was good I thought a few songs Should have had a feature On it though it was one song I thought should had a Kendrick feature on it. Though. Oh, definitely. I think I forgot the title of the song, but um, it if if you would have had a uh, uh, well, let me see that let me see. I think it was "Mob Ties." "Mob Ties." I think if you would have got a. Um, A Kendrick feature on on that one or it's another song like it would have been it would have sent the album like over but overall I think it was a good album do you think that Drake has fell into like this whole realm of like like and you know how we're on Twitter and everything we see everyone when he releases he drops and everything he's one of those guys when he drops everyone pays attention and looks at it do you think that there's like like a semi fabricated kind of like hype around Drake now that you know He's reached this megastar level, and like, either you hate it or you love it kind of thing. Where it's like it's trendy to hate his music and stuff. And like you see him how he said that in this, the bio of the album and stuff. Like, oh, we hate Drake and yeah. we hate Drake scene and stuff like that.
1: I definitely feel like he's he's contributed to that, but I think more than not, the hype, especially during this album, you saw it more on social media on Twitter, uh, was because of the externalities going on with Pusha T. With Kanye, with oh, especially leading up to it, yeah, yeah so everybody was so everybody was listening to listening to it because they were like, is he going to announce something that we don't know? Is he going to address Pusha T? What's going to happen? Mm. So definitely that semi fabricated hype uh, had a lot to do with uh, what was going on in his personal life. But other than that, I mean, yeah, it's either you love him or you hate him. Uh, it's gotten to that uh, point. Yeah, like can
0: I just like it? I don't have to particularly love it, but can I like it? I feel like I like this
1: album. I don't yeah. love it. I, I love more life. I, I like more life. I love more life. But this album, I don't. I thought it would be more of like a no-skip album, but there's a lot of songs I do skip. Um, the
0: pop record, like the radio records, because they came on so much and everything. Um we we skipped them. Yeah,
1: of course. Uh, <laughs> nice for what? God's Plan. Yeah, like
0: we skipped them. But they um, cool but we skipped them. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Thank you, radio. Yeah, you know. Shout out to radio for always providing us the single skips, you know. Um so yeah, that's that's I think that's a good stopping point right on, on the on the thing. Oh, what um oh I was gonna say what movies you gotta see. You gotta see the first purge came out on July fourth. I haven't seen it yet. I'm gonna go see it. So the first purge, Incredibles 2, if you haven't seen it, it's a must watch. And Ant Man and the Wasp looks pretty cool. Did you see that one?
1: I haven't seen Ant Man and the Wasp, but it was filled on my campus at UC Berkeley. Oh for real? Yeah. You'll oh, see nice. a cameo of my school, Stay Their Gate. So <laughs> recommend everybody to watch it. It's awesome. And um yeah.
0: <laughs> Wait, so yeah, we got Ant Man and the Wasp. Oh, and then I gotta go see Did you see Superfly?
1: Superfly.
0: Yeah, yeah. You haven't heard of it? Uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I know. Uh with the future, right? Yeah, it's yeah, he's uh yeah. it's got the guy from uh he was on blackish a little bit, but um he's he makes music too, the guy. Yeah yeah. He's like an R and B singer. Yeah, he's no, I I haven't
1: seen BTS. any movies. Definitely I wanna go see the purge. I feel like I saw the first purge, haven't seen the second, third one or this one. But I'm oh, such a huge one. fan. You like the second
0: one? Is this the fourth movie? Yeah, this is the fourth movie. The third one was the second movie was really good. You haven't seen the second or third?
1: No, I only saw the first one. People said that one was the worst, but it's I just the worst loved one. It. But I loved it. So that means the second, third, and fourth are that it's much be better really for good. me to watch. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna watch them this weekend most likely. Go to yeah. a, a theater with AC and just chill. Oh God, bro. This
0: man, this heat is crazy out here right now. Man, RIP to everyone that anyone who doesn't have AC in their house or car or whatever. Man. But alright, man, that's it for the show today. Thank you, Hiram, once again for coming through. Good to have you here back in LA and everything. Hope that everything is going well with Univision. And you uh, know uh, your friends of the show will have you back on, you know, sooner than later, man. Thank you for having coming through and everything, man.
1: Thank you. Appreciate, Appreciate. always being here, giving my insight. Yeah. Bro. It's awesome.
0: Much needed, much needed. All right, man. Thank you guys for listening. Once again this will be up on SoundCloud and iTunes. Um and I'll be posting this on, on my Twitter and Instagram and everything, too. So you guys go check that out. And, um, yeah, just stay tuned. We'll, I'll do better at, at uploading weekly, man, because I know I've been slacking a little bit. I've been trying to get people together and everything. But we'll get more, more is going to be done, and uh, we'll be better. Thank you, guys.